0: Welcome to the Heavy Pages Podcast, a space for women struggling with an unwanted separation or divorce. I'm Josie, your host, a separation survival coach, creator of the From Devastated to Divorce program, a mother of two, and a survivor of my own unwanted separation and divorce. My mission is to help you avoid some of the pitfalls that extended my journey of growth and healing. And to provide you with tips and tools that will help get you to a place of acceptance and empowerment. Because sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another Topic Tuesday episode. I'm really excited about this week's episode because we have a couple special guests. It's going to be kind of like a panel today, and um, the topic that we have decided to discuss is called kin keeping. The not really official definition is the unpaid labor that women are assigned to subconsciously as a gender. And so we have two special guests today. Um, The first one is Carmi, who is a Puerto Rican wife and mother who has been in the educational field for 15 years. And we're bringing back Limari, who has been a guest on a previous episode. If you've listened long enough, you've heard us. We talked together about ghosting a few seasons back. And she is a women's empowerment coach. She guides women through life changing experiences, helping them to gain clarity and set and reach goals to live in alignment with their life's purpose. Hello, Limari. Hello, Carmi. How are you? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. I'm doing good. Thank you. And of course, uh, as we had mentioned before, Limari is um, what are you, Limari? Where are you from? Uh, So I am half Puerto Rican and half Filipino. Uh, My mother
1: is Puerto Rican, my dad's Filipino, and um, I consider myself Puerto Rican. I was born and raised uh, there. And um, yeah, so that's that's what I consider myself, Puerto Rican. (laughs) And another wife and mother. And another wife and mother, yes, yes, to, to two kids and, and
2: a dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. So, uh, obviously, the podcast is about separation, divorce, but also other topics that come into the realm of that. And I would say that possibly once we dig into kinkeeping, this could be a possible situation that helps cause some divorces. But oh, yeah. um, just to mention that... I'm divorced, but you ladies have been married for how long, Carmi?
2: I've been married for it'll be 28 years this June.
0: Wow. And Limari? Uh,
1: we just celebrated 26 years in March.
0: Wow. Gosh, <laughs> I can't even imagine those numbers, but. <laughs> is, this,
1: is this where you do the applause? The applause? Exactly. I yeah, need the applause sign
0: because <laughs> <that's>, button. <laughs> uh, I have not, I never made it that close. But, well, you know, there's still time. How old would I have to be? I don't even want to do the math. Forget it. I'm not even going to do the math. (laughs) But um, So we decided to get together and talk about kin keeping today because we saw this very interesting TikTok video that I am going to share the link to in the show notes but it really created a conversation between us. Um, as I had mentioned before about Limadi and now about Carmi, we've known each other almost all our lives. And so we talk about tons of stuff. And when this came up, it was like, this is a perfect podcast episode because it spoke to us. It really did. <laughs> so
1: did. It, it did. I could definitely relate. <laughs> There's a lot to say.
0: Right? <laughs> so um, like I, I read the definition and I wanted to, We'll share a little bit more about it. So I have some pros and cons for kin keeping. And I've never heard this term before. Have any of you ever heard this term before?
1: Um, I had not either. And actually, I just took a quick look at the TikTok. And it's got 2.1 million views. So it's speaking to somebody for sure. That's right. That's Um, right. But
2: no, not
1: heard of that term in particular.
2: I have not heard of the term either. I have not heard of it referred that way. But um, listening to the TikTok, I know exactly what it means.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. I think we can all relate. Yeah. I think that one of the things she said in the TikTok was even that there wasn't, there isn't like a term or there hasn't been a a term for what we experience specifically, Mm -hmm. or the term might've been out there, but nobody is really using it. Right. So, right. I think that has something to do with it. It's just called being a wife, being a mother. <laughs>
1: right. Yes. Correct. Right.
0: So um, what did you guys uh, take from the video? What do you remember kind of what spoke to you about it when you heard it?
1: Well, I'll go ahead and, and, and go first. But what stood out to me was, I think, almost that expectation that that is just the role that we assumed. Um, whether it was because, you know, it's what we learned growing up. And I think specifically in our culture, that was a, you know, that was a, a a big, a big deal that that was, that's just the role that you took as a wife and as a mom, you were, you're the gatekeeper to everything. So the fact that there's actually a, a term for it and the fact that there's, you know, that, that this is a thing and that, and not just that we assume the role of, "Quote unquote," the gatekeeper, but also that everyone else in the family sort of falls in line, uh, and it's an unspoken, it's an unspoken rule or an unspoken um, job, um, job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For everybody, like everybody, just assumes
2: their role, and it just happens somewhat naturally. That's really mm-hmm. interesting, right? Uh, another word I would give it: uh, an unspoken expectation.
1: Um, It's like you are
2: expected to do these things. And when I saw the video, listening to it and and what she was explaining, I'm thinking, well, she's been in my living room or she's, you know, (laughs) this is this has happened multiple times, not only to me as a wife and mother, but I've seen it happen as a child to my mother. And I've seen it happen, you know, to my mother in law. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to other women around me and I'm thinking, wow, it, it is, it is such a real thing. Right. Um, And, and again, it, and we fall into it and it's not like, you know, we're complaining about it, but when you take a step back and go, oh my gosh, okay. um, This is real.
0: Right. 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 And. One one of the things that she says in the video, specifically, like you say, I saw it, we saw it in our mother's houses, in our grandmother's houses, in our aunt's houses, is that she said all the women are in the kitchen, regardless of whose house it is, like, let's say we're at, you know, your sister's house, your mother's house, all the women go there, they're there to chat, but they're also there to pick up all the slack and do everything, and where are the husbands? chatting, having a beer, watching the game, uh, you know, showing off their new gadget, whatever. They're just clueless and, you know, waiting for someone to ring the dinner bell. None of them are over there. Can I help? What do you need from me? How can I help you? I'm not going to say none of them, but for the most part, that is expected that when food is ready, I'm going to know it. And I don't have to make sure that food is ready because that's what she's, that's what they're all doing over there. They got it covered. On a rare
2: occasion, you'll have, you know, one of the gentlemen flipping the meat on the grill, but, but just because they're doing that, it, that's, that's the one manly job that they're taking care of. In the meantime, we're prepping on the side dishes, getting, you know, getting the table set, making sure that, you know, we have the dressing and the, you know, it's, it's a big, big, like she put it, it's a big uh, show. Um, right. And, and then, the guy comes and here's the meat that I grilled. And everybody's, oh, my gosh, that's beautiful. That's wonderful. Right. And, and you tend to forget of all the women in the kitchen right. that were prepping everything else. You're not just going to sit there right. and eat a piece of meat.
0: And so that, you know. <laughs> well, and I'm going to even go one step further. What are you going to put that meat? Are you just going to slap it on the table? Are you right. sure there's plates? Are you sure there's napkins? Or Did you right. make sure that somebody has all that stuff for this event? No, I just exactly. cooked the meat. He so just that's cooked the meat. And and hey,
2: you know, let me pound my chest because I just grilled. (laughs) Like and and you gotta thank him and ooh and ah over all the work he went through on the grill. But in the meantime
0: There's four other courses over there that nobody's worried that nobody
1: acknowledged the meat meat that he cooked probably got there because you did the grocery shopping. Well,
2: of course. So
1: (laughs) and you You seasoned it right and seasoned it exactly exactly all he did was put it on the put it on the grill Uh, so well and I like the analogy that she used about you know like being in a theater you have all the stage hands you have all the technical crew you have all the you know the, the sound booth people that you'd never see you have the director you have the producer you have all of those people that are behind the scenes but yet the actors you know on stage are the ones that are getting the applause and they're the ones that are adored by the by the audience but that wouldn't happen and it wouldn't go off as smoothly if it hadn't been for the, you know, three times, four times the amount of people that were on stage are backstage exactly. doing everything else, you know, so. Right. So I, I like, you know, I'm a theater mom, so I like that analogy a lot.
0: <laughs> exactly. I, it felt that you could probably relate to that. That's funny. definitely. <laughs> so I did uh, mention that we came up with some pros and some cons. So I'm going to read a pro and then read a con and see how we feel about both of them. Do we agree on the pro? Do we agree agree on the con? And, you know, on a scale, I'd like to know between the pros and the cons, once we get the end of the list, which one, you know, which way did it really tip more towards? Make sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah, good. So the pro is going to be an increased sense of family connectedness and community. How do you feel about that part that comes with kin keeping?
2: Well, um, if you're the one kind of r- doing the kin keeping, like running the show, then then yes, you're you're running the show and you're getting all the little pieces together, and the little pieces are the family and, uh, or whatever you're putting on it. Comm- I can see it.
0: Doesn't jive with you too much now that you yeah, don't really, f-
2: I don't know. I mean, I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to see the pro. I really am. I'm trying hard to see the pro. I, um, it sounds like a great pro. I just, um. Okay. You- <laughs> okay. Well, I would say,
1: you know, for me, right. So, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just my personality, but you know, I like, I like to be the one to keep the pace of how the family interacts, you know, left, probably left to my husband's devices. It may not be as, I mean, and nothing, you know, nothing against him. I'm sure he's probably great. I wouldn't know since I do it all the time. Right. So <laughs> I wouldn't know how he would do in this situation, but I personally, I like, I do like to keep the pace and make sure that we are doing family things And make sure that things are going off without a hitch and that they're, you know, running smoothly and all of that. Um, I'm not going to jump the gun on the cons of that. Right, right. Uh, You get there.
0: So for me, on on the number, on this one, the way I interpret it is, right, the, the sense of family, connectedness and community, I... Interpret that as us, as the women in the kitchen. I do love that part. I do mm. enjoy that. If I don't analyze that we're doing it because they're over there doing something else and not helping, if I strictly think about the part of all of us in the kitchen together, I do love that. I do enjoy that. I do have fond memories of being in the kitchen with my mom or or at my sister's house or at my aunt's house where everybody's in the kitchen doing stuff and, and having a part I do enjoy I do like that. So in that aspect I can see it.
2: That okay. is true. I, I would have to agree with that. Yes, if you if you're looking at it that way. Yes. And and I would have to say going back I have a little bit of both because I do like to, you know, make sure uh that hey, if it's not me bringing them together, let's do game night tonight. Let's do, you know, something um, you know, kind of like the glue that keeps everybody going and functioning as a family.
0: Right. Right. So okay. the con on this, uh, the con number one that we have is the emotional burden and stress associated with the caretaking responsibilities. Right. And that that's so
1: that's where I was going to go with. OK, because there is a huge burden um, and a lot of stress with being the person that runs the show. The issue is and for me, I don't think it's about running the show. It's about being expected to run the show all the time. So right. it can get to a point where you are the only person that's making sure that there is that family connection and that everybody's feeling like we're a community and a family and et cetera, et cetera. So right. um, definitely. And because, you know, in that situation, you we have fallen into those expected roles. There is no savior in sight <laughs> because. <laughs> The husband, just like the kids, just like the dad, just like the uncles, they're not looking at you like, oh, you know, let me help you with that because you look stressed. They're right. like, wow, she looks really stressed. Somebody should help her with that. Let me send my, <laughs> let me send the auntie in, you know, right, right.
0: So, or let me get um, because she looks stressed and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that hurricane coming on my direction. Exactly.
1: I don't want to poke that bear. So, right. uh, so definitely right. I can see how that would be, inc- or it is, I shouldn't say how it- I, I've seen it. I've lived it. Right. Where right. It's, it is incredibly stressful um, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot right. of work.
0: I, I feel the same way as I like to host. I do like to do these things, but I do, you know, I'll use an example of like, you know, obviously Thanksgiving. I'm sure we all have stories about Thanksgiving, but you know, uh, Thanksgiving, you know, and I'm going to do everything and I want to cook everything and I'm going to try and handle all of that stuff. But then I get a, I get overwhelmed mm-hmm. and the partner sees that overwhelm. And it's like, well, then why do you do these things? Well, then don't host. Well, you know what? Next year, don't have it at your house. And I'm like, but that, that I don't feel that's the answer. The answer is support me, right? Correct. Help me guy. Uh, um, even if I'm going to vent because the rice didn't come out right. And I suck at making this rice and, you know, just be like, Hey, it's cool. I'll run to the store and get the rice already made. It's cool. Right. I'll do that for you. Instead of well, you know, don't invite Next time let's not do this. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So that kind of that stress, you know, the help for that stress. You're always going to have that stress. Everybody has stress when they're planning something. It's I think that's pretty normal. It's just right. then give me help. How hard is that?
2: You know, and speaking of help, and their help, and I think we need to sometimes also be able to verbalize better what they think they're doing to help is not the help that we need. So I'm going to use the same example. Let's you know, I'm I'm hosting a party, let's say it's, you know, Christmas Eve instead of Thanksgiving. And you know, you're preparing the food and you got the this and you got the that and and you've got in your mind and you've known, "Hey, this is these are the things that I need to do." And they're over there um I don't know Uh, sweeping the, the, (laughs) taking the cobwebs off of the attic that that no one's going to go into. Or they're over there um, washing the car because it's got to be doing something and they're thinking, oh, well, I'm helping. I mean, today is a big day and people are coming over and, you know, let me trim the bushes. No, today is not the day to trim the bushes. Today is the day where you need to say, honey, do you need to run to the store or, you know, so and i feel sometimes in in my kin keeping experience that that's where my stress uh and uh, you know comes in is that okay yeah you're trying to help me but but that's but not you're the actually
1: help. stressing me you right? <laughs> are that is
2: not the help that i need and it's because because they don't know how to kin-keep. Because it's not the the help. It's not the caretaking. It's well, I got to do something, um, and I got to look busy.
0: But God forbid that something is wash the dishes. <laughs> I, I, uh,
2: you know, unless we unless specifically I say I need you to come in here and wash these dishes or chop and, these onions.
1: And the thing is that we don't always know exactly what it is that we need because right. the list is so long uh-huh. and maybe one thing can't happen without the other happening first uh-huh. and so now that's added some extra stress because now i have to think for you also i can't just say oh my gosh we're throwing this party and there's 30 people coming and there has to be food and drinks and the house has to be cleaned okay. and and, and fully trust that they're going to say, okay, I'm going to take over the rice. Like uh-huh. you said, Josie, I'm going to take over the rice. No, they're going to say, Oh, and what can I do? <laughs> yes. Okay, well, the rice, uh-huh. I need, I need rice. Oh, do you need me to make it? Or, or do you need me to buy it? Mm-hmm. Well, can you make it? Oh, okay. And where, what are the ingredients?
0: How does right. this recipe go? And it,
1: so you're like, you know what? Just go sit down. Just go, just go sit down.
0: Exactly. That's exactly yes. right. That's funny. That's exactly right. Well, and so, then we send them to the couch. And then right. we send them to the couch. Just, get, just yes. go away. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. So let's look at it, um, the second pro. And I'm going to just clarify here that these pros and cons were created for us by ChatGBT. So thank you, ChatGBT. But I'm reading (laughs) a little bit of these pros that I'm not really convinced either. So let's see how uh, this is what uh, AI feels about pros. So let's see. But number two is uh, facilitation of family communication and problem solving. That's a pro to us being the kin kin keepers. False. Okay. Maybe because well, we're better communicators.
2: Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what they say. Women are, tend to be better communicators, but I'm sorry. I really don't. I don't see this as a pro, but mm-hmm. I, especially at the very end and problem solving. That means right. I'm going to have to solve. all. That means that that's just one additional thing. Right. that I have been given to do. I'm going to have to pro- solve your problem. We need ice. You're trying to figure out, um, should you put it in the <laughs> big bucket and, or the little bucket or the ice chest or whatever? I have to solve that problem for you. So that's yeah. just an additional thing. In my opinion, um, I'm sorry, number two is is not a pro for me, especially when I have to probably, uh, solve your problem as well as mine. Exactly.
1: I'm with you on that. I I second that. I don't think there's more to say other than, yes, I'm a better communicator. Yes. I'm a better problem solver, but this is not a job I want to take.
2: No, I I
0: agree. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So the second con is the risk of burnout and neglect of personal needs. Oh goodness.
1: I mean, I think every mom, (laughs) every mom, right. They put Mm -hmm. their family's needs first Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, definitely we we burn out. I mean, we you know, that's so yeah, that is a con.
0: Yep. I a would star agree next to
2: that one. <laughs>
0: yep. Yep. I mean, I can yeah. feel this because obviously we want to put our children first. We want to you know, we're taught and we want to as mothers to put our children's first. I don't really know exactly well, I know we were taught to put our husbands first. I don't know that that absolutely needs to be the case or even should be the case. I mean, I'll use an example, obviously, with growing up, uh, you know, my mom feeding my dad first and, you know, and bringing him all the, you know, the food. And and I, I remember like watching like even just like a comedy show where they're talking about the dad gets the biggest piece of meat and, and he eats <laughs> first and then you'll see what, you know, what's left over. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of that idea of, yeah, everybody, make sure everybody's eating, make sure everybody's set, make sure, you know, uh, and that happens in my house in a simple example of me feeding everybody. And this is also probably on me training my, my children better. Right. But you know, I'll Mm be, I'll have served my daughter. She's got everything except oops, something to drink. And I'm finally going to be able to sit down and have my meal. And she's like, Oh, but I don't have anything to drink. And I'm like, you know there would have been a time when i'd be like yeah oh, sorry let me get it but obviously i'm learning and like bro get up mm-hmm. go get it you know where the kitchen is you're not a child you're not little you're old enough to not make a mess or not spill get it yourself can i eat am i allowed to eat now so some things that we probably did that we have to do better
2: well and and there is right there we have we have to realize ourselves to be able to avoid the burnout is to that self care and to learn when when it is okay to say, oh, honey, no, there's the fridge. Go get your, you know, when they're little. And of course. yes, and, and of course you do it, like I said, you do it and you take care of everybody's needs because I did it with all my heart and, you know, and I, and I loved doing it. And, you know, I had my children and, and I love taking care of them, but uh, as they got older, then I made sure that they knew how to take care of themselves too. So that I, so I can have that mommy time. But, right. um, that's a matter of, I, I hate to say this word like training cause it's like a pet, but you don't, you know, but you do, you train your children <laughs> and you also train your husbands right. because my husband was raised again with a major kin keeper and he was raised where, you know, the, the food is ready. You get called to the table, you get served. Oh, this was great. I'd like seconds. Mama would get up and serve him seconds while she's still in the middle of her meal. And he's a grown adult. And, you know, so I had to, I had to train him to say, okay, honey, you're, yes, there are seconds go in and get some now. And I had to train myself to be able to do that because at right. the beginning I wanted to be the, the pleasing, you know, the, the wife, the one that did everything, you know, the perfect wife. And I'm like, Oh, Okay, I'm in the middle of the bite, but you want more? Let me stop my Let meal, me get-, get up and get you more. And as you learn, through, you know, through and grow in your relationships and you realize what you need, then you can start training them to to do that. If you don't, I 100% agree that you have, you know, the risk of burnout. Right. So Yeah. Have you seen
1: so now speaking of that, that reminds me, have you seen the TikToks and stuff going around about now I understand why the what is it the the middle sized bear's porridge was cold. <laughs> Have you seen that so it's about Goldilocks and the three Interesting.
0: bears uh-huh right
1: and so the great so the great big bear the porridge that Goldilocks tasted was too hot for her huh the big the middle sized bear's porridge was too cold, too and the babies. Was just right. Was just right. Okay. Well, so the big gray bear was dad. His okay. was fr- hot, freshly served sure. for him. <laughs> Mom's the middle-sized bear is cold, mm-hmm. and the baby's is just right. So obviously, mom took care of dad and baby. Baby. Mm-hmm. While and her she food ate sat there, porridge. and <laughs> she cold. Interesting.
0: Porridge. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. That I think that makes perfect sense.
1: Yes. Yes. Now I was not. You know, so my husband being Anglo, he never expected me to feed him first. But I remember him coming to my parents' house um, when we were dating and my mom, me sitting at the table and my mom asking me to come to the kitchen to serve a plate for him. And I thought, uh, there's nothing wrong with him. He can serve his his own food. Um, and you know, she was offended and she served him the plate, but I, I, I wasn't going to do that. I watched my mom do it, you know, my same thing, like you guys, right. Whole life, she would serve my dad, then my brother, who's younger than me, my brother, and then us Mm -hmm. girls will kind of fend for yourselves. So yes. So I was not about to do that. And I was so glad he didn't expect it. So,
0: right. (laughs) <laughs> right. I think that honestly, I think that also does help because Spanish men, I can only really speak for the Puerto Rican ones, right? That their parents, their mothers, that's what they did. That's what that's totally. what they get. So then it's yeah. like, um, you know, what's yeah.
1: interesting. My, I've, We recently got together with my family and my brother and his wife, who's Anglo also were there. And my brother was she never got up from that table. He, and he didn't it didn't used to be that way. But he, she never got up from that table. He served her her food. He got her her drink. He cleared her plate when she was done. And I was so proud oh, <laughs> because nice. he, is, Absolutely. he is very, very typical Puerto Rican. And for him to do that, talk about, you know, breaking you know, breaking culture. Generational whatever, right. Generation. Yeah, exactly. So I was I Very was happy nice. to see that. Well yeah. that is so and not to say that, you know, they should be serving us all the time, but it should be oh, a balance.
2: It should, Absolutely. Be a balance. Absolutely. Exactly. it should be a balance. Yes. partnership. And and again going back and I know we're gonna go back to our pros and cons, but but it's not always like I said, it's not always their fault. It's just what they know. Right. That's how they were raised. And and right. then it's So you've got one Puerto Rican male raised like that by his mom and then a female seeing her mom doing that, you bring them together, they're going to continue. You have to do your best to break the mold. And I feel that I started going down that way to break the mold. And I know that my son is nothing uh, (laughs) similar and not expecting, you know, he's the one that's, that's cooking up a storm and he's in the kitchen. and, And my husband never, you know, uh, I don't think washed the pot while he was living in his mom's
0: house. <laughs> Very good. I mean, that's all you can right, hope to do is to make it, you know, to every generation, bring it, you know, a little, a little step closer. So that's good. So let's okay. see. We have pro number three. Okay. okay. It's okay. Uh, the opportunity for women to play a central role in family decision making.
1: <laughs> all right. I'm going to jump on that. I think that that is an outdated, an outdated comment or you know, the AI, I don't know what's wrong with the what AI. I mean, that is very said. outdated. I don't need an opportunity to be made for me, um, <laughs> to play a central role by being in charge of everybody's life in my household. Right. Um, just by virtue of being the mother who birthed these children. Yes, and that's who, your to marry, to marry my... When he asked, I said, yes, I gave him permission to marry me. I right. think that was that I am the central role. Yes. I can make the decisions, but I don't need to have an opportunity created for me.
0: Yeah. I I find that to be funny because exactly. It's like, this is the opportunity just being the other person in this relationship gives (laughs) me the opportunity to be that. It's not like, Oh, well here, now you can make sure you cook, you clean, you have their underwear ready and you know, uh, you know, what size right. shoes they wear. You got all that covered for the kids. There's your role. So right, right. not a pro. Not a no, pro. No,
2: I agree. Not a pro. Not a pro. We are definitely, <laughs> we are definitely just by the essence of being a part of this couple marriage. You don't marry yourself. It's, you know, and the relationship Correct. is two. So you are a central role. You are. Yes. Correct.
0: Wow. That's, <laughs> I, I mean, way. yeah, that sounds not like something from the <laughs> from the i don't know what 1940s. Yikes. Seriously. <laughs> Chat GBT. come on, you okay. got to do better. <laughs> okay, the next con, con number 3 is the social pressure of prioritizing family obligations over personal aspirations. Mm.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. That's that's an interesting one. Um I mean, I, yeah, I think all of us at one point or another have um put aside our personal goals to prioritize the family exactly um so yeah i i will say i know for myself you know i i did and i'll never forget my father-in-law saying to me one time um after i had left my job and i was just home with the kids don't, he said don't don't worry your your turn to shine will will come again and, and like, at the time, I mean, I still thought it was, just I don't think he meant it. And it was a sweet no, gesture, but yeah, I had to snuff my little star, right. you know, for, for everyone else. So, and I think that's something that women still to this day, um, struggle, you know, with struggle with and Absolutely. kind of do,
0: right?
2: Absolutely. Right. Mm, so um, in my personal situation, um, again, I, I wanted, but, Ever since I was little, my my dream, really, I, I didn't dream to be a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that. I wanted to be a, a wife and a mama. And I did. And that's just, that's just me. And right. um, when I had the opportunity to stay home, because I was working when, when I had my career, um, I loved it. And, um, and it was, for me, they were like the most precious years. As they grew older and I had more flexibility... Then I did uh, go out and and find my little niche of where I wanted to grow and where I wanted to shine. And I've been working in education for years, and that's just been something that um, that I've enjoyed. Um, so I in my situation, I didn't feel that pressure to give right. up anything because I gained something that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. I can see, though, in society, um, if you take on the I'm the mama role and just the mama, you know, people tend to forget that just the mama. I mean, being home, I didn't eat bomb <laughs> bombs and uh, watch uh, telenovelas all day long. Right. <laughs> uh, it was a job. And those of you out there listening, stay-at-home mamas, stay-at-home single mamas, you know it is a hard job. Absolutely hundred percent. That was the hardest. I was so glad to go back to work.
1: <laughs> it was easier to go back to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's I can funny. see
2: it as a con. I did not experience it myself. Okay. Fair enough.
0: All right. Let's go to the number, the fourth pro. Let's see if any of these pros turn out to be pros. I don't know. We only have two left, so let's see if they're, this one is the promotion of intergenerational relationships and knowledge sharing.
2: Yes. Mm. Yes. I can see that. Well, only because you've got all the women in the kitchen, you know, from grandma to great grandma to auntie to mom to daughter to granddaughter. So, yes, that is. But (laughs) but it shouldn't be the only place that you go and learn is, you know, (laughs) being around your grandma, you know, in the kitchen. Why don't you go out and, you know, and and learn? and um and and share your knowledge with your granddaughter and show her how to change a tire
0: and there you you go why
2: why aren't why can't you know the granddaughters be be sitting in granddaddy's lap while they're watching the game and they're teaching them about something so there is a pro about that but then again it just makes it very uh, just gender like okay all the women are in the kitchen and you're teaching the women why can't why can't my son come in the kitchen and learn how to make that flang and, you know, right. learn how to make that rice, you know, exactly. and you don't see that. It would be a pro. Let me go back. It would be a pro if it were uh, anybody, if it were mixed, if they're not just thinking about you as the kinkeeper and all the other women. Right. That's my
0: opinion right. on that. I, I, I And I see that the same way. I do see it as it being a pro that you're learning, that they're sharing their knowledge, that they're passing their stuff down to you specifically. Unfortunately, because of the specific of the situation, what they're mm-hmm. sharing with you, is what you cook, like, this is how I made it. I'm sharing to you, you know, sure, what else do they share with you? How I fold towels, how I, you know, how I do this, how I how I prepare the plate for your, you know, for my dad so that you know how to prepare it for your husband. I mean, the things that they are talking about that we are gaining knowledge on are very, um, very basic, very uh, gender-specific mm-hmm. things. So even though it can be a positive, it's still it's still kind of like a kick in the pants because it's, you know, because it
1: is a very, um, cause it is gender specific, you know, like right. it would this would definitely work if it was everyone. Now, everybody, you know, <laughs> my, again, my experience being a little bit different because again, my dad not being Puerto Rican my da- and my dad and my dad being raised in the States, um, although he treated my sister and I, I think in a very traditional way, still, you know, very strict, um, you know, that Asian side, right. So very strict and all of that. Um, the conversations he would have with us girls that he didn't have, he probably wouldn't have had with my mother about things like changing a tire, how a car runs, etc. cetera. He took care of those things for my mom. You right. know, he, she never had to, she, I don't think she had ever put gas in her car, You know, until, yeah, until, you know, very recently. Um, But my sister and I, you know, he did not, he didn't raise us that way. Right. Um, And then I will say for our kids, uh, same thing, right? So with my husband being Anglo, that's a little different too. And like my son, for example, he's the one in the kitchen with my mother-in-law learning how to bake because, first of all, I'm not doing it. but um, And my husband does it too you know, right. but because he wanted to, and my mother-in-law was more than happy to teach her grandson, you know, how to bake her delicious pies. So, so I've had that, you know, that, Good. that difference. Yeah. Right. I've had that difference, right. but.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So
2: it could, again, it could be a pro, but it, it just has to be open up a little bit. So it can, yeah, be like a if we could tweak everybody. it. Yes. Right. Exactly. Let's just tweak <laughs> that.
0: There we go. <laughs> okay. Let's see to con number four is a limited recognition or appreciation for the kin keeping work. Oh, yeah. A- <laughs> Can
1: we do the applause again? Exactly. Here? <laughs> Hello.
2: Yes. Do you need to say more? I mean, it says it right there. It, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. It's everything that you do again. None of us, and I don't think any of you are doing anything that what you do so that we can get an applause and get recognized. We do it out of love or out of necessity, or it's just, you know, or if you don't do it, it doesn't get done right or (laughs) (laughs) Or at all.
0: Or at all, (laughs) exactly. Or it doesn't get done
2: at all. But it is, you know, every once in a while, it's really nice to say, hey, babe, you know, this road trip that you put together and all of the stops and that calendar and the timeline and, and uh, all of the, where are we going to eat? And this is what you can do. This was some, I mean, I saw that you put in a heck of a lot of time in this. Thank right. you. Right, That goes a long way.
1: Or even a thank you, thank you for folding my laundry, mom.
2: That, oh. that would be nice too
1: sometimes.
2: Right. <laughs> right. You know, I do, I have to say on, now that my children are older, um, Every once in a while, you know, when, when I make one of my meals, they will be, well, thanks, mom. Thanks for cooking tonight. Thank you. Know, that, yes. that that was good. I'm like, oh, you're welcome. I'll cook for you
1: every night. <laughs> you yeah. just say no, thank you. you. Right. And yeah. see, this is what happens. And we're yes, I will cook for you every night. I will yeah. fold you and then we don't get a thank you again. <laughs> no. It's
2: just it's like, a little oh. bit of a recognition knowing right. that, okay, thanks for cooking tonight. Pretty much they're saying you don't have to do this. You didn't have right. to do this. So it's recognizing that, uh, you know, anyway, so yes. Well, let me, let me just stuff.
0: go back in there. If you don't cook at a night, do they say, Hey, what's for dinner? Or, or have you cooked or didn't you cook <laughs> or what happened? I mean, does, which one happens more? The thank you for dinner or what's, to, <laughs> what's for dinner tonight? What, what I get what a,
1: I get a daily text. From my son. Is there dinner? Is there dinner? <laughs> he doesn't text his dad. He texts me. Is there dinner? And he would, right. she should know better by now because I'm usually like, no. <laughs> no, you're on your own. <laughs> you're um, an adult. Figure it out.
2: They'll, on occasion when I'm like, oh, no, I'm tired or or you're on your own. Figure it out they're right. at the age where they they do they, they no no
0: right I I but but I'm just trying to see how oh. much more often they're like hey what is wh- what's, what's going on dinner? what is for dinner or if you there isn't anything for dinner it's like what happened to dinner to the hey thanks for dinner you know
2: hmm. you know I'm gonna have to keep an eye out on that mm. I mean um again lately it's been they're quite independent so it's more right. like uh, there's not dinner, okay, and then they'll go figure it out. It's now the husband is a little uh, bit different, huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's like, huh? But what am I gonna eat? <laughs> <I'm> like, well, <laughs> yeah. Great question.
0: <laughs> That's a great question. That's funny. That's funny. Yep. So, all right. So we are at the last pro, and the last pro is development of emotional intelligence and empathy through caretaking activities <laughs> jesus christ okay. the, the okay, fact that chat gbt yes. fail, yes. fail 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 what, century,
2: did I, I you put did, in the century that we're currently living <laughs> in did you say in this in this century because yes geez. wow <laughs> um, Emotional intelligence don't. and empathy. So without it,
0: it's a gaslighting. Is that gaslighting? Did you yeah, exactly. To gaslight if it wasn't
1: for me, if it wasn't yeah. for us keeping you women in your place, you would mm-hmm. not have develop emotional intelligence, you know, or enjoy these caretaking activities. Oh mm-hmm.
2: uh, my <laughs> goodness! So I guess I we
1: need I, that. I
0: think I need to see my partner hungry so I can feel empathy. Empathy. <laughs> What I need? How about you not? How about you not have hot food and be like, "I'm hungry." Well, let me see. Let me see how I feel. Okay. Right? Okay. your head I don't know. Let's try it. Be. Okay. Um, yeah. Thumbs this down. AI. I'm sorry. this not- AI
2: was male. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so? Who created this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's nothing more to say. This. Wow. That's not,
1: hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> not- Wrong. Okay. Yeah. Just wrong. <laughs>
0: Let's see. Con number five. Uh, gendered expectations mm. that women should be the primary caretakers, which can perpetuate gender inequality.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. yes.
1: Exactly. Of That's course. what we've been trying to say. Could we even have, le- if we had led with that, yeah, if we'd be done. it would have been done. And <laughs> we were like, okay, thank you for showing up, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, yes. But yes, yes, those expectations—that that's the part. It's the expectation.
2: That's the word.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That's I don't mind word. being the primary caretaker,
2: but it should not be expected. There you go. Because again, uh, you you let's talk about just you know a husband and a wife. Let's not even talk about children right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's husband and the wife and. Now, when the husband or when this man lived at his mom's house and his mom wanted to, you know, take care of him and, you know, feed him and wash his clothes and do all the stuff, but you're living in a home now. You married a partner. You didn't get married to have another mother, someone else. You, Hopefully, the intention of getting married wasn't to have another woman take care of you. So, but, but in many cases, and I have to say early on in my marriage, I did feel that that was the case. It was the expectation. Okay, my, I'm not at my mom's house anymore, um, and she's not going to cook for me, but you're, you're the wife. So you cook, you clean, mm-hmm. you take care of the dishes, you do everything. I'm the man. So not that he was a lazy bum on the couch, but he would, you know, mow the lawn. Right, and he did quote-unquote man things. Man things. <laughs> right. Okay, so how many times do you mow the lawn a week? Once a week in the summer and never in the winter, right? How many times do you have to cook a meal? You know, it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or if you're at home on the weekends, or right, during right. the weekdays, it's breakfast right. before you go to work and dinner. That's that's a lot. And for them to expect, well, that's your job. No, 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 that's not the expectation. That's where it falls, unfortunately. Right. The, the expectation right. And it's so real. And many women have gone through that. And very possibly many women who have gone through these separations and divorces that listen to you, Josie, uh, that could have, you know,
0: that could be a major issue. Tipped tipped
2: them over. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And since you kind of mentioned that I've been, I've been hearing a lot lately and I don't know if you guys have paid attention, but they're saying right now that, um, single men are the most depressed, um, category Mm -hmm. of, People in the world right now, single men, right? And that single women are the happiest women. So so why is that? Because single men don't have that the woman there, and this is my opinion, my -hmm. thoughts on it. Could be wrong, probably not, but that (laughs) the woman, there's not the woman there that's helping them and taking care of them, and and taking all of that off their shoulders. They actually have to do the feeding themselves, the washing, the clothes, the cleaning, the sweeping, the mopping, everything. They have to do it all. So right. when they have uh, their partner, there's a whole bunch lot less stuff that they need to do. And us as women, when we are single... We do all those things still, but guess what? We're doing it for ourselves. We don't have to do it for the other person that leaves his shoes or underwear all the time. Exactly, and, and you know, makes it more work for us. Well,
1: and but I'll I'll add to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, and and this was a conversation I had with someone else about yes, that men um, men are more depressed, men, and one of the reasons is because men, uh, it's not like you know in other times when men would go to uh, I don't know the cigar bar with their buddies, or they would go play a game of basketball, poker. shoot some ho- right, exactly, or poker or whatever. So men are not having those friendships and connections like right. they used to have, right? right. Um, but if you look at it too, now women are doing more of this type of connection, right? Because yeah, the, the, you know things are things are changing. Women are not just Uh, they want to feel fulfilled and just taking care of the family is not enough. They want to have these close uh, friendships, you know? And so men need those. They need those as well. Right. But to your point, yes, if you have a man that is used to being taken care of because their mom did it because again, generationally, right. Their aunties did it. The grandma did it. That's just how it's always been. And now they're adults and they're single like you said, there's no one to do those things for them. And then add to that, that they're not connecting with other men that they can probably learn from who may tell them, you know what, you're going to have to do it on your own. Or, you know, Let me, you could go get something to eat. You don't have to cook, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And I know we're kind of right. exaggerating in some of these, you know, um, examples, but there is a lot of, a lot of that. And so actually I'm going to go back to what the number one pro the increased sense of family connectedness, can't say that. Connectedness and community. That's that's missing. I mean that's that's what we're saying here. Right. We're the center and everyone revolves right. around us and they've never had to be the center.
0: That makes perfect sense. Yeah, because then when we are gone, let's say oh. a marriage break, you know, marriage right. fails and we're gone, yeah, he the baggage of the wife and kids, blah, 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 is gone. But then, yeah, where is that thing? You, you. I would think, right, mm-hmm. that they recognize, holy crap, there was a lot of stuff that this person did. And they were, you know, the one the that, glue that kept them all together. Exactly, the glue. Which might be why they run and find somebody else quickly too because they're like, wait a minute, something, I feel what's missing here. And I might not right. have been happy with the person. We might have fought a lot, maybe well, whatever. But the weight that was carried, right. the connection that was, uh, that, that, it brought to the family right. is gone.
2: Absolutely. I agree. Carmi, you have a... No, no, uh, pretty much I agree with what both of you said. And, and I believe I spoke first uh, about that, that yes, um, mm-hmm. you know, being the the primary caretaker um, is just, it, it shouldn't be it. You shouldn't, just because you were born a woman Doesn't mean that you have already, you know, that's, that's your, the expectation is you're the cooker, you're the cleaner, you're the, you know, you're the washer, you're the, this I've gone out. I don't have a problem going out and mowing the lawn. Right, I'm happy going out and mowing the lawn. Uh, You know, I wash my car. I mow my lawn. I, I can do all of that. And I've told my husband this before. I married you because I loved you and I wanted to be with you. I do not need to be with you. And right. and it sounded mean to him for a little bit. I said, let me explain this. It's not I, I don't need you. Right. And and like men, some men need women. Need women. Right. I don't need you. I want you. I'm with you because I love you and because I can go to Jiffy Lube and get my oil changed. <laughs> right. I can I can turn on a lawnmower. I can wash right. my own car.
0: Right. You know,
2: and, and and you can do this. And and um, because he was raised the way he was raised, um, and because I was raised the way I was raised, the expectation was there. It was expectation. Right. And it's been 28 years, but I've done some um, molding, and I've okay. had to do some, because I've had felt, what, where was it, uh, con number, what was the one con? The feeling emotionally... The emotional, emotional burnout, burden. the burnout, the you you know? burnout. Yes. Right. You, you feel that, that burnout. And I've had to say, wait a second. No, mm-hmm. that's, that's a uh, re mm-hmm. what's happening here and, and what our expectations of each other are. Right. Uh, because if you don't, because if you don't, you can, you'll just never mm-hmm. dig yourself out of it. And I've done okay. it with my son. And, and with my daughter. My son is right. in that kitchen. He's on the rotation to make a meal once a week just <laughs> right. because he's Well, a boy. before
0: you go into that, I just wanted to say um, yes. in wrapping this up that we all have daughters. Yes. Um, Carmi, yours is the oldest. Limari yes. then yours and mine's only 12. But I would like to know what you would say to these younger women, what you say to your daughters, what advice you give them. And other younger women listening to this or feeling stuck in it and thinking, well, it's too late. I can't do anything about right. it. What would you guys what would you guys say to your?
2: Um I would tell my daughter pretty much that you know find a man that who can value you as a partner as the woman that you are and that you can both bring something to the table. And obviously communication, 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 nobody's perfect. We all come into things with what we've learned, learned behavior from our parents and grandparents. So no one's perfect. So definitely know your value. I would tell her, know your value, communicate your value and make sure that your marriage is a partnership um, so that, you know, so that it can move forward and it can last, you know. 28 plus years right? right no i i second
1: that um i say all of those things but and i will add to that and i think Carmi, you probably do you know i've said this as well and and you treat you sh- what i say you teach people how to treat you right so yeah. start from the very beginning because i think we were all um i don't know if guilty is the right word but we were all guilty in the mm-hmm. beginning of our marriages that we felt like being that that caretaker, nurturing, uh, wifey, you know, quote-unquote wifey, right, that that was the way to show that we cared, that we cared a lot, that, look, I am valuable because I can cook for you and I can clean for you and I keep a nice house and look at the kids and how cute they look and you just go to work and, you know, do your thing. Mind you, I go to work too, but but when you get home, you know, things are going to be, you know, it just – and, I, and that just comes from generations and generations and what society has taught us. And, you know, and then fast forward to kids later, you know, kids in different activities, um, work, you know, and for me in particular, then I was in grad school and just life in general, right. et cetera, et cetera. Now, all of a sudden, I don't I don't I can't make dinner. We're going to eat McDonald's. No, the house looks like a mess. I get it. Absolutely. Well now I'm changing the rules of the game. Right. Now I'm no longer the the, the gatekeeper, the leader, the I just want to give up and be like, okay, someone else do it. And poor guy was struggling. He didn't know what to do because he'd never had to do it. Right. So that's one thing that I've I've you know, I used to think there were so many things right that he would do that were just cute and endearing (laughs) that then later you're like, you know, it really annoys me when you leave blah, blah, blah here, you know, rather so that's what I tell her. You've got to start from the beginning. Like don't be authentic from the very beginning. You, You know what you like. I knew what I liked. I knew what I didn't like. I thought that I would be adding value to myself for him to see me as a good wife, a good girl, you know? Right. So just teach them from the beginning who you are, And like you said, Carmi, and you come in into the relationship as partners, you know, it's, and it's not 50, 50, it's a hundred and a hundred.
2: Exactly. Now there's something to be said about, I mean, there's definitely nothing wrong about being the wifey and and doing those duties because we all did it. It's just knowing, you know, that, that wifey role also there's the hubby role. Because, you know, there's got to be, you're the wifey, then the hubby's got to be the hubby because you're partners.
0: Right. Right. And, you know, but also in that thing, like you said, I know all of us in the beginning, we all wanted to be, oh, I'm going to have, because it felt great. Let me cook your dinner. Let me bring, no, no, don't get up. Let me (laughs) get you. Oh, Uh your your fork fell on the ground. Let me, allow me, sweetie. (laughs) Let me do this for you. And all of that is great. But we have to rein ourselves in on that. Even though we feel mm-hmm. like we want to do it, we almost have to stop ourselves and be like, no, we, we are just as ourselves, fine, perfect, great. We don't need to bend over backwards because even though we want to, it can bite us in the butt later. And we might not believe it now, but in preparation for later, just start <laughs> trying to roll back on it now. And, you know, yes, partnership. And these are some things that you can, that you should talk about. You know, what are your expectations of me? What are my expectations of you? If your expectations is, well, I want you to have dinner every night, we're going to have to talk about that and see how we feel about that. Because if I'm going to have dinner, are you doing the dishes every night? Because, hey, cool, that's cool. Or, you know, so the conversations just need to be had. It's important to know ahead of time what they expect, what they're expecting of you and what you are willing to do. And you really have to answer that not with your heart, but with your brain. Absolutely. Be
1: very, and that's why I said very, you have to be authentic. You have to know who you are so that you can express those things. Cause you know, and then you get the other side of that. And, and I think a lot of girls now, especially think, well, you know, I don't need a guy to open the door for me. I can open my own door. Well, I'd like a guy to open the door for me yeah. Not
2: right.
1: that I can't open the door. I can yeah. open it. I just, it's just a very gentlemanly thing to do. It's a mm-hmm. kind thing to do. Right. Et cetera. So, not, so again, you know, we're going back to, I'm not saying that our girls should just no. be a uh, black feminist. Right. Exactly. we're not talking about that. We're talking about just speak your truth, you know, speak right. your truth to your partner mm-hmm. and be right. with someone who's going to listen to that and respect
0: it. I agree. Yes, I absolutely agree. And girls, I don't know. We did. We went through our list, and I really appreciate you um, taking the time to run through this with me. Um, yes. I learned a little bit. I think uh, we are going to add that word to our vocabulary, and uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to be talking about you know, don't be expecting me to can keep for you or something.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're no, going to look what, at us like I we're crazy. I think, <laughs> I, it's, it, I think it's more awareness. I'm, uh, you know, it, it brings awareness to what you're doing and it, it does give, you know, those women who are out there feeling drained, feeling all of this is like, Oh, that's what it is. And you know, right. it's not, it, it, there's, there's a chance. There's definitely, it's not, um, uh, this is my life. Uh, right, but well, here's the thing: it's not. This is my life. If you make that choice to change it, and it right. can't be completely drastic for poor, poor guy. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> if if you've been doing, you know, cooking for him, and the the man doesn't know how to boil water, you right. can't stop making him meal because he's gonna <laughs> starve to death. Right, but, but you got to start adding some stuff, and you know, I feel that through my the years of marriage I have realized I think I need a little bit more help I loved doing all the kin keeping stuff but um I needed a little bit right. more we and need to uh, kin
0: keep together it needs exactly. to be a you Ooh, need I like together. I like, yes, yes I like kin yes. keeping yes. together. Yeah. together let's do it yes. Yes.
2: yes 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 well it's been fun thank you so much thank you for having me
0: absolutely if, um, I know, um, Carmi that you probably don't care to shout out any social medias or for anyone to follow you or anything, but, um, Limari, if, uh, you have anything you'd like to share where people can find you, if they're looking for women specifically, right? Women specifically. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, you know, again, nothing, nothing against men, Of um,
1: course, nothing against men, but yeah, my, my, uh, passion, I guess my passion is with women, you know, I think I could narrow it down to just women in our age group. So I don't know. I'd say you know forty to sixty, probably right. As a you know, or even narrower than that. But I think you know young girls should hear this stuff too. I think young girls would benefit from this as well. But yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. It's just uh, one word: the Empowerment Coach. Uh, underscore. Also on uh, Facebook. But if you go to my Instagram, the links are there for my other for my other page. Yeah. And I like to work with, with women to get, you know, uh, this clarity that I think uh, we didn't have, I didn't have. And I think specifically for me, it was really apparent that women need this kind of community and Josie, what you're doing as well, what you're doing as well, we need each other. And um, I know for me, like when our my kids graduated from high school and moved on to their next stage in life you know i was trying to figure out where what my role was so yeah that's where
0: my passion is you know working with women women through these these life changes well i think that's great and i am going to share your uh in the show notes i'll also put a link to you so they can find you very easily and so thanks again ladies it was really really great i appreciate you thank you thank you for having me on again josie I, i love this And that's a wrap for this week's Topic Tuesday episode. A special thanks to Limadi and Carmi for coming on here with me and sharing their thoughts. I hope you found it interesting and maybe it made you think. As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the episode or anything you want to share. You know how to reach me. And with that, I'll leave you. Catch you on the next one. That's going to be it for this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can always find me on Instagram at heavy underscore pages underscore podcast. And if you found this episode interesting, please consider clicking on that five star rating and following so you are notified when the next episode drops. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone.